What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched The Lighthouse, 2019 film by Robert Eggers. Eggers. There's no D. Egg, egg, Eggers. Eggers. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's already off to a good start. Yeah. It's a cerebral exploration into the human psyche of two lighthouse workers abandoned on a remote island during a storm. And things happen. Yeah, that, that describes it pretty accurately. The, the end. <laughs> the end. Things happen. Things happen. That's movies for it you. It is a cast of two. It is Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe the whole time. Acting as much as they possibly can. They are acting very hard. <laughs> there is a lot of acting going on. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was weird. It was weird. And then I was like, why did I pick two weird movies? I don't know. In a row. We watched Annette yeah. last week. This week. Oh, bless you. Well, now I can't sneeze. Oh, well, see, I prevented it. I still I... want to sneeze. Oh. Okay. Rub a cat on your face. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, you picked two weird movies in a row, Amy. Yeah, next week I'm going to pick, like, Fast and the Furious or something. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not as weird. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be weird going into it. Um, for all of the reasons we've already described, it being a Dave Eggers film. Robert. Robert Eggers. Dave Eggers is an author. Uh, Robert Eggers film who did The Witch, which we both really liked. Yes. And was a weird movie. Yes. And I feel like Willem Dafoe is always a little weird in whatever he does. Yes. And then there's the fact that it's shot in black and white in a nearly square aspect ratio. Yep. Like, this was less than three by four. I don't know the exact ratio, but it was square-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Justice League, um, Dawn of Justice, Justice is Grey edition. <laughs> Dawn of Justice was the one before, but oh. this was just Dawn of, this was just Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Justice is Grey. And it was in a, what kind of ratio? Three by four. A three by four ratio. For or four by three, I don't no know the numbers. discernible reason other than Zack Snyder wanted it this way. But... Th- this time I knew why it was in such a small <laughs> aspect ratio. What? You mean aspect ratio can have an impact on the experience? Yes. And the meaning? Well, why was it in a squarish aspect ratio? Because it was closing in. Yeah. And, and the islands and was and their psyches are closing in on them throughout, throughout the film. It was a very small, claustrophobic space represented... Partially. By the aspect ratio. There were some symbols. There were a lot of symbols. Did they mean anything? Well, (laughs) sure. Yeah, we were just joking that there's probably several YouTube videos out there that... What What did this movie mean? What did this movie... What does the the ending to the lighthouse mean? The lighthouse ending explained. I'm I'm actually just going to put that into YouTube right now and see what the number I think there will be less than like Annihilation and some other films because this was not 
nearly as, as popular popular as as those films. So, lighthouse ending explained. One, two, three, four. There's a few. Yeah. So there's some. There's some. Uh, I really like the witch. Yeah, I know. And I'm not sure I like this film. That's fair. But <laughs> I could definitely appreciate that it was very, very well done. The cinematography, the production. Oh, yeah. Like the lighting in it. Um, yeah, it is It is a movie worth looking at. The acting. Like I said, they're acting real hard, but they did really, really well. Like, I totally believed Willem Dafoe was just an old wizened <laughs> lighthouse keeper. I mean, it's not that I didn't believe Robert Pattinson, yeah. but, like, I almost didn't even see Willem Dafoe. Yeah, no, you saw a grouchy old lighthouse keeper. Yeah. Who's, I, who's maybe in love with his lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. There was some symbolism. Yeah. There is some symbolism. So it, it was really well done, and I can appreciate that. It felt partially, it reminded me of watching like a black and white criterion film from the 40s or 50s. Yes. That's what it, it That's felt that's like. the aesthetic I think it was going for. Yeah. So yeah, that that I agree. It seemed to me like it was filmed on film. It had yes. like that graininess to it. Whether or not it was, it had that aesthetic. Which made it even more like one of those older films that mm-hmm. Criterion would restore and mm-hmm. put into its collection. Yeah. Man, I hadn't thought about it in the context of, like, the black and white in Justice is Grey, but, like, this was a black and white movie that there was never any question about what was happening on screen. Even in, like, the pitch dark scenes where you could see very little, it was shot in such a way that you could tell what was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was so masterful with light and shadow and framing. Yeah, and we were also watching a TV with a glare on it. Yeah. You could still... And we can still make it all out. Well, it was it was clear that it was thought through from the beginning as a black and white film. It wasn't really... just an Instagram filter slapped over at the end. Nope, they were really thinking about the kind of film noir like mm-hmm. scene shots, the way that lighting can really only play in black and white. Yeah, around especially around like the eyes. Yeah, around the eyes. There was so much, so much, a lot of eye imagery in general. Again, symbols. Um, but, like, the scenes of, at them having dinner with, like, the single, like, lantern yeah, in the middle. it felt like it was practical lighting. Like, yeah. Like, there really wasn't any other... Um... External lighting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there was in some of the shots, but it, it all felt very practical. It felt like you just had this one little hurricane lamp. Yeah. It was all the light in the room while they're having their dinner. Oh, man. Just a beautiful film to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. And then and then it got weird. Yep. I mean, to be fair, it started out of, weird. It's kind of started out weird. It's very... Um, it's not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. It's a lot of looking at action that's done... Storytelling that's done through the visual mm-hmm. rather than, than the dialogue. The characters um, just explaining things to each other. It has the feeling from the beginning of kind of, of being foreboding. I think yeah. the black and white helps it feel yes. foreboding. And this like really barren island, really barren 
um, house that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, the interaction between the two, which is really like stilted and awkward. Mm-hmm. Like two guys forced to live near each other who don't actually know or like each other. Yeah. In very, very close quarters. Yeah. Um, isolated. Really focusing on the isolate. The isolation yeah. was huge. The isolation was a big part of, of everything. This is a flippant remark, but I did feel <laughs> like if I had seen it before COVID, I would have had a different reaction. But them being so isolated <laughs> on the island during COVID. Oh, gosh. Come on. We all survived it. <laughs> You'll be fine. Stop. You're not going to go mad. Stop it. <laughs> we know because we've all done it. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think I don't think our isolation was quite as great as being somewhere in the North Atlantic on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> with, with limited supplies and no, absolutely no one else to see through your window. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know that I have a lot more to say about it other than I really, I enjoyed the experience of watching it. I don't know that I would watch it again. Um, like, I don't think any of the, like, plot, for lack of a better term, was that interesting? Because there's not much mm-hmm. of a plot. It's Mm-mm. two guys trapped on an island, and then things go bad. Um, there is sort of these gestures towards the supernatural, but you never quite know if it's Imagined real. Or the dream. fact that they're drinking lighthouse fluid because Eventually. they ran out of booze. Yeah. Um, that was a brutal scene. <laughs> Mix some honey in it so it's, you know, palatable. It, oh, is that what they were... Yeah, I, that's what I read that as, was... I I, I knew that they were trying to make it palatable yeah. somehow, but they had been reduced to drinking the... Uh, not uh, the gas, the... Fuel, yeah, that's where. fuel. Um, yeah, descent into madness. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of symbolism, but not clear meaning. A lot of, of, it felt like symbolism almost without metaphor. Yeah. I, I got the feeling that it was like Robert Pattinson's character was having dreams of these surreal, Mm -hmm. fantastical things that he sees, Mm -hmm. but there's no evidence that it was a dream or it was his imagination but he would be in those sequences and it would kind of he'd appear back in real life yeah afterwards yeah it was it was very much sort of locked into his perspective in that we don't I mean, we never leave the island but we also never get any indication one way or the other if if it is real or not um which tells me it doesn't really matter like we could go watch a youtube video that explains it and say well this is what was really going on but I don't think the movie cares what was really going on. No, and it, like I, by the 
like halfway point and I was thinking where where is this gonna end up where is yeah. this gonna go and I was afraid it was gonna be like an M. Night Shyamalan twist like there's only one of them on the island yeah. and the other one was all imagined I was afraid of that as well I was afraid like oh one of them's making up the other or they've been on the island for 10,000 years mm-hmm. um and so I will say, I really appreciate that it didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, that the film kind of resolutely refuses to explain what's going on. Um, up to, we should say, we haven't said this explicitly. We're going to spoil the movie, I guess. There's not a lot of well, there's, there's spoilage. The last ten minutes, you can kind of spoil. Oh, okay. Well, and by saying it's not all... Uh... In their, they haven't imagined one of the characters, yes. or they haven't Spoilers, been stuck there. It's not a Tyler Durden Fight Club situation, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is good. That's for the best. But who knows? It, it could have been, yeah, because there's nothing uh, really tying it down to any concrete meaning. Yes, um, it, it's very much um, again, kind of pointing to like M Night Shyamalan who likes to say that like some of his movies are fables. They're not about reality. They're fables. Except they all have like actual closed tight meanings by the end of them. This felt like a fable. Like this felt like the sort of ghost story that a couple of sailors or lighthouse keepers would tell to each other mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after years of isolation. <laughs> or the fact that there are all these seagulls, lots of seagull imagery. Mm-hmm. And and the sea captain says that seagulls contain the souls of lost sailors. Yes. So it's already ghostly. Yeah. Uh, they're surrounded by all seagulls. Yeah. And then he's mean to one and that goes badly. Yeah. But again, you you have to go, like, is it actually... Would they have descend, descended into madness? Otherwise? Otherwise I mean, they, they, they started drinking the fuel. You've got to think that wasn't good <laughs> for their bodies and minds. Yeah. But what if the seagull was the cause of the storm, and that's why they were trapped? And again, you could, been, you could fall down this rabbit been. hole of, like, explaining it, and I don't want to do that. You could say that, like, the seagull, he, he so he's not... He's told not to hurt the seagulls by the sea... So Willem Dafoe tells Robert Pattinson, don't hurt the seagulls, the seagulls. because it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one has just been annoying the heck out of him, and he finally loses it and just destroys yeah. the seagull. Um, and that's about halfway through the movie. And, and then things start getting worse. But it's also like the, the thing... Another thing that happens right before things start getting worse is he drinks for the first time, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson. Yes. And then gradually just drinks more and more until, like, the second half of the film is mostly They're both drunk, drunk the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Um, uh, which, again, you know, kind of, you know, gives evidence to the fact that maybe it's all in their heads or not, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. I did appreciate, again, the fact that it's the movie was unwilling to explain itself in a lot of ways. But, like, we get to the actual end after he kills the sea captain, who we're calling the sea captain. That's not his name. Yeah. He's not a captain. He's not a sea captain. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the old lighthouse keeper. He just looks like he's he got looks the like beard a and the hat yes. and the pipe <laughs> and the old wizened, rough-hewn yes. personality. Um, so again, spoiler, 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 Robert Pattinson kills him and then climbs up into the lighthouse to finally see the... Light? The light. Um... And has which has just been off limits to him the whole time he's been. Yeah, which is island. has been weird the whole time. Yeah, like that's always been weird. Um, before the seagull or the drinking, <laughs> um, and then he sees it and he has an experience and then he dies. <laughs> and the last scene is very again surreal and dreamlike, where he's laid out on the rocks of the beach. Be, his innards being eaten by seagulls. Yeah. And he's, like, still alive. Yeah. And how did he get there? Nobody knows. It's not important. That's it not... may not be real. Yeah. I mean, are the the images with the mermaid siren mm-hmm. real? They're probably not real. I didn't feel. But I have no reason to think one way or I the other. I have no reason to think they're real or they're made up. Yeah. Um, I think it is. it is... Not what the movie cares about. The movie is about sort of the the metaphorical perils of isolation. Um, you could kind of read into it like the idea of you know who a person is existing outside of any other context. Because we do learn that Pattinson's character lied about who he is. He pulled a Don Draper. He pulled a Don Draper. Spoilers for Mad Men. Um, pulled course, a Don Draper. Of course, if you don't know what pulling a Don Draper is, then it's not a spoiler. I guess that's true. Um, but he pulls a Don Draper. But it's one of those things that has actually like no impact on the story. It's like, oh, I I was this person, but now I'm this person. I kind of I killed this other person. Yeah. It was an accident, but I kind of didn't stop it. I didn't it. stop it. I, didn't help yeah. afterwards and, and and then I took his identity yeah and like it's kind of revealed as like a shock or a surprise there's definitely been stuff leading up to it but also like that doesn't have any impact on who he is on the island or their situation it doesn't raise the stakes like I thought maybe it would be something hanging over that that Willem Dafoe's character could threaten him to yeah. reveal. But by the time that happened, it was everything was already falling apart. Says the storm worsens. Yeah. Their psyche worsens. Yeah. Descends. And of course, into well, the and Dafoe is an entirely untrustworthy character. He says multi, he tells multiple contradictory stories. He's lying about things constantly, and we never get a sense of what the truth is. And so I guess if 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 I were to ascribe a meaning to this movie, which I don't usually like to do, it'd be like, it doesn't matter what the truth is. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it was real or fake. It doesn't matter that he was lying about who he was. It matters that we're stuck on this rock together. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a problem if we don't take care of each other. <laughs> It was really about one thing we haven't talked about yet is the sound design. Yeah. And how oh. like spot on the sound design is and then one of the 
key aspects of it is constantly hearing the foghorn. Yes. And how annoying and it is. And disquieting. And it's loud and it just goes It's just and constant. Goes, and <laughs> it's... It just grinds on the nerves. You know it's grinding on the Yeah, the and you know it's going to be there always. Like, you're, you can't escape it. Yeah. Like, you can close your eyes and not look at the lighthouse, but you can't escape the foghorn no. just going off. And you've got nothing else to focus on. Yeah. Do and... You've got your chores. you got to do your chores to maintain stuff, but then you just kind of there. Yeah. It was, and that was also very symbolic, but really well thought out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not there the whole time. Um, it, it's there, especially in the beginning. And I don't know if later in the film it's because we've kind of gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. We don't hear it. If we just thought that would be too much for an audience, to <laughs> it hear, would be a lot. <laughs> uh, two hours straight of a fog. Look, board. we can't actually drive. Our audience is insane by playing this over the course of two hours. Yeah, yeah, really well done. I thought it was boring. It did remind me of Criterion film, but I think a lot of those films are boring. (laughs) I appreciate the art making that goes into them. Fair enough. But there's a reason that I don't watch a lot lot of of those Criterion artsy artsy films. This one also had a lot of, like, scatological... It wasn't really humor, but it was, like, based... These primal Mm -hmm. things, like, pissing and shitting and fucking and... And farting. Farting (laughs) was a big part of of the atmosphere and the Mm -hmm. characters and and just... um, The heaviness. Yeah. um, The grittiness. Of... The, the grossness of it all. Yeah. Like, these are just two animals. <laughs> Which, again, I think if I'm if I'm ascribing a meaning, it's like, that ties into, like, that we're just, you know, we just exist. We're not into a, we don't have, you know, not personality, but, you know, the, there is no meaning outside of existence. Mm-hmm. It just is. But, yes, lots of, lots of that as well. Which very deliberate as far as these choices go. Felt kind of appropriate because the theme of the play readings this month that Kevin and I do every <laughs> week is Surrealism September. Yeah. This is a bit of a surrealist mm-hmm. feel, film. Yeah. I mean, you can get into the definition of what is I, surrealism. But I would Surrealism as an artistic movement. And Versus does the it really, aesthetics. Yes. And, yeah. uh, we could get into that, but we're not. We're not. It's a surrealist film. I would. I am comfortable calling this surrealism, and anyone who wants to fight with me on it can go look at a picture of a pipe. Oh, that reminds me. Wonderful. All I kept keep thinking was the sea captain from Seth Meyers' <laughs> ongoing joke over the summer. Or yeah, last last summer. Last summer during COVID, where he had a painting of a sea captain in the background that talked to him. Yeah, while he was quarantined mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people did not like the sea no, captain but we, we liked the captain. loved the sea captain <laughs> yeah really the sea captain and seth myers is a good parallel to the lighthouse <laughs> about isolation and going and insane. going into madness 
uh, yeah, it's a very beautiful film, very interesting to watch aesthetically. Um, I don't think the story did it as much as something like The Witch, if we're doing a direct apples-to-apples apples comparison. Um, but I also think the filmmaking craft was clearly a step up from The Witch, which was already a, an amazing, beautiful film, mm -hmm. um, where the film craft was very strong as well. Uh, I did read that before getting into film with The Witch... Uh, Eggers was a theatrical director, which does not surprise me looking at the way he he approaches some of his work. Because mm -hmm. um, there are lots of long shots, there are lots of... Um, the dialogue that is there needs to be there. It's not just explaining something else that happened. It's... it's well, and when you have yeah. a film that's just two characters in close quarters talking, that's very theatrical. Oh, it is. It's very theatrical. Like, you, uh, you just keep going back to, like, Waiting for Godot. Yeah. And Beckett no, I this, this felt very Beckett. That's a yeah, thought I had while Beckett. I was watching it. Um, it yeah, it, it reminded me of, of Endgame. Um, and well, and the, the scatological stuff, too. Like, that's very Beckett. Um, so this is, you know, this is an Eldritch Beckett horror movie. <laughs> well, and The Witch was, was a horror film. Yes. In, in a great, my favorite kinds of horror films where it's about something else. Yeah. Um, and I think this one kind of wanted to be a bit of a horror film in, in the psycho psychological mm -hmm. kind of Hitchcockian yeah. way. And it did not succeed in that aspect to no me. i i i never felt that sort of tenseness that i feel in in my favorite horrors yeah, the witch is a great example i think of suspiria that we rewatched or we watched for the first time recently the remake of that was where the re went in that sentence um where like there is spooky stuff but it's not about the spooky stuff necessarily it's it is existential dread <laughs> uh, so i want to see what he does next i'm i'm yeah. real curious yeah like what else is he gonna make it is funny this feels like a movie that was made during the pandemic yeah as like small set yeah, small, small set cast. two actors <laughs> isolated on an island you yeah quarantine there really easily yeah um it wasn't it came out before the pandemic <laughs> It's just everything is colored by the pandemic yes. now. Everything. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to color a lot of our world for some time to come. But even though I thought it was boring, would recommend for all the <laughs> other reasons. If you feel like having kind of a slow afternoon where you have a thinky kind of psychological mo movie yeah. mood. Movie mood. Movie mood. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good. One. I liked it. All right, that's, that's all I got. That's that's, yeah, that's okay. We don't have to say a lot of things about all the movies we watch. <laughs> I think again, it's always that problem of like really good movies and like we can kind of go a lot all in on, and really bad movies we can go all in on. But it's sort of like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it good. I don't know. I think sometimes when they're really good. We're also just like, that was really good. I mean, we talked a lot about Annette, so that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. It was a good movie. 
Alright, you want to talk about our Patreon, Amy? Let's talk about our Patreon. We have a Patreon. Yeah. It's at patreon.com. Dot com. Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash five degrees. You can support us on, it's on a per episode basis. You can put a cap on it. So if we make 50 episodes one one month, you can be like, no, I want to pay for two of these. Yeah. That's it. Um, we appreciate your support. If you are a Patreon member, you get two benefits. One is that you get the super duper unedited cut where you hear us before and after, usually talking to our cat, uh, who has joined us today quietly over here. Um, and you get to see a list of the movies we didn't watch because Kevin gives me a list of about five movies and then I pick one. Uh, if you've been keeping track, The Lighthouse has been on that list several times, so they show up again. Fun secret fact, The Lighthouse was on the very first list. Was it? It was. Ooh. Um, so it's been there for some time. Nice callback. Yeah. Nice callback. But, uh, yeah, we just appreciate you listening, and thank you yeah. for it. And it'll always be free, so don't feel pressured to support us. It just helps pay us for hosting costs. And I think that's... All the Patreon news. That's all the Patreon news that's fit, fit to print. Yeah. Print to print. Yeah. Words are hard. Words are hard. Uh, yeah, that's that's all the Patreon stuff. Review us on your favorite pod tracker. Tell your friends about us. Say, hey, put this in your ears. And then hand them your like, kind of greasy ear pods. And they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's That fair. sounds gross. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.